Well, good morning. Good morning, Destiny Church. Welcome to those of you with us this morning. Welcome to those who are online with us this morning. Who is ready to start praise and worship this morning? Who is ready to start praise and worship? I, I, I have an important question. Another question I want to ask, though, who, who is not ready for praise and worship? It's an important question. And, 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 and I know that perhaps some of you watching online, perhaps you're new here, or perhaps some of you are dealing with a lot this week. There are those days, we know, when, we're, when we don't feel ready. But I got, I got a word of encouragement for you. When worship is the most difficult, right? When worship is the most difficult is when worship is the most powerful. And I, and I believe we as a church this morning have an opportunity to offer up some of our most powerful worship, some of our most powerful praise. I was just talking to Pastor DJ. We've had a lot. We've had loss this week in our church. We've had recent loss, James. Crystal, who's not here. We've had some loss. And, and, and we got to talking this morning about this. And, I, and, and, and I've had this on my heart. It's so interesting. Pastor DJ comes up and says, will you open? And I'm like, oh, I didn't want to because of that. The burden, but that I, I realized he has a message for, for some of us, and maybe some of you watching. When worship is the most difficult, is when worship is the most powerful. When I'm hurting the most, I'm like, start worship. Come on, come on, get worship going. I got to get my hands up. I got to praise him. And we're going to praise him this morning. We're going to praise him this morning. Isaiah, our first song comes out of Isaiah, and it starts with these words Rejoice with singing, you barren ones. And we have to say, wait a minute, there's some power in those words. There's some power in those words. Let's pray over this service. Let's pray over those watching online. Let's pray over. We will rejoice with those who rejoice. We praise you. We praise you, mighty God. Oh, we praise you. We, we rejoice. We praise you, holy God. We pray over those watching online. We pray over everyone in here. A focus, a purity of worship today. Oh, let our praise be pure. Let our worship be pure this morning. We praise you. We praise you. Encourage every one of you. Praise him. Start praising him. Start praising him. Let's start this song. Rejoice. Rejoice with singing. Rejoice with singing, O barren one. Rejoice with singing. Let's start this song this morning. Praise him. Let's praise him. Water is coming to the third 
We live. 
Thank you, Destiny Kids. Y'all did awesome. Woo! Give it up. that you're already here with us. May your name be lifted high this morning in every heart and every mind that's in this room. May your name be lifted high. We welcome your presence. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. every thought that hinders. We lay aside every circumstance that you've already got under control. We lay everything aside that would distract us from encountering our Father. We just want you, Abba. just want you, Abba. Here comes the glory of the Lord. Here comes the glory of the Lord. 
just the glory of the Lord. It's the glory of our Lord. It's the glory of my Lord. It's the glory of your Lord. that there's none like you.
Your 
just the voices in the church what a powerful name it is what a powerful name it is the name of Jesus Christ my king what a powerful name it is nothing can stand against what a powerful name it is the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus,
sing if you know this.
showing uh, there are many that can't quite make it up that mountain. And this pastor has taken all, they, the people have put all their burdens and their sadness and everything in a box. And he's called the runner, the Lord said the runner. And he's running to the top of that mountain to go to that cross to get you guys over. He's, he's getting those that can't quite make it. He's going to rise everybody, all the, your burdens and all your, your griefs and all of the things you need. He's going to take us to the top of the mountain. And, you know, I, I couldn't come up with these things, so I know it's got to be God. And uh, Miss Teresa has been so inspirational that I want her to tell you what she has seen from God and heard from God. Um, Sister Judith was already riding down and showing a person going up the mountain. And I already sensed in my spirit, people don't realize when you have a man this congregation and there's other people behind him our leadership please be in prayer because they carry a heavy burden a lot of times but let me tell you this morning in this church the atmosphere has been changed this is a place for miracles today and what God has begun you think a small thing within you the fire of God is going to burn up burn up, burn up, and the miracles coming forth. And this is just a beginning. So be obedient what God has called you to. Be obedient in your prayer time. And you intercessors, you are a blessing to this church. You are a blessing and a needed thing. In a prophetic hour in this time are the intercessors of God. And these, I just give God Lift up our pastor and the leadership today because it blows out to the people. 
whenever he's running and, and helping us to the top of that mountain. So we've got to back him up. Amen. So thankful, so thankful for our church, so thankful for our Father and everything he does. You know, this morning was a, a prime example of how the enemy can come in. Because, man, he had me pinned down. And I just kept repeating everything that since last night it was everything that we've been through in the last year. And it kept replaying in my head to the point where I'm up here and I'm not even worshiping. And I'm worshiping and I'm singing. I'm lifting my hands, but my head is totally not focused on where it should be when I'm when I'm worshiping. And what I love is God puts people around you. God puts a family around you. You know, whoo, brother Rick comes up here. I've only known Rick for about a year. And he can feel it. And he puts people around you you don't expect. They're going to come and grab your arms. And they're going to say, guess what? You're going to worship. He goes, you're going to worship because you can't let your arms down. Because when your arms drop, the enemy takes over. When the arms drop, the battle, the enemy takes over the battle. But when your arms are raised, when our hearts are raised, when our minds are raised, when our arms and we're just crying out to him, we're winning the battle. Because it's a battle every single day and it can happen to anybody. So when you see your family and you see your people and, and you know they should be worshiping and they're not because maybe they're grieving, maybe there's something in them. Man, you got to go lift their arms up. You got to go get them in the air. And you got to help remind them who they are. Because I don't care what you do, I don't care what God wants you to do for Him. But when the answer is yes, He wants you to be obedient, and sometimes it's tough, and it doesn't matter what position you're in. There's nobody in a, in a leadership and an eldership and an apostleship. There's nobody in any of those ways that are exempt. We all need family. And we all need people to lift us up. And we all need people to believe for us sometimes. It's what's needed. And what you're tasting this morning, what you're seeing this morning is a family gathered together lifting each other up. And it's not just here. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is our, this is our family, our church, but 
It's way beyond these doors. How many people do you run into every day that need you to lift their arms up? Because they can't worship. Because they're so broken and hurt and the burdens are on them that they can't lift their arms up. That it just weighs them down. <laughs> you know, they held my arms up this morning. Not only did a guy that I've known a year come up here, but then Brother Jeff comes up and holds my arm up. And I've known Jeff for what? I don't even know. A couple months. Now, James, you don't have an excuse. I've known you forever. But he took mighty men and he said, guess what? You're going to raise your arms up until they don't fall. We're going to raise your arms up for you until you're strong enough to keep them up. We're going to raise your arms up for you so you don't quit. Because I'm telling you, whoo. Mm -mm. If you let it get to you, you'll quit. If you let it get to you, you'll drop your arms. If you let it get to you, you'll walk away and you'll accept defeat. And that's not what he has for us. We serve a God that believes in victory. We serve a God that's already won. <laughs> we serve a God that's already put it in stone. Come on. And we worship him this morning. Man, we worship him this morning. Jazzy, I saw you come up. Do you have a word? Oh, come on. And I think we're just going to go on from here. I'm just going to take over. So I've just been asking God a lot of questions these past few weeks. And yesterday, he had me read out loud the first eight chapters of Acts. Then went back through, and I was highlighting. 114 says, all these with one mind and one purpose were continually devoting themselves to prayer, waiting together along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. They prayed and said, you, Lord, who know all hearts, their thoughts, motives, desires, show us which one of these two you have chosen to occupy this ministry and apostleship, which Judas left to go to his, to his own place of evil. They prayed and they asked the Lord. They asked for his guidance. They asked for his direction. they were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles and to fellowship, to eating meals together and to prayers. Verse 46, day after day they met in the temple area, continuing with one mind and breaking bread in various, in various homes. They were eating their meals together with joy and generous hearts, praising God continually and having favor with all the people, and the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were saved. Three, four through eight. But Peter, along with John, stared at him intently and said, look at us. And the man began to pay attention to them, eagerly expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene begin now to walk and go on walking 
Then he seized the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up, and at once his feet and ankles became strong and steady. And with a leap, he stood up and began to walk, and he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And Peter, seeing this, how the people wondered and were amazed, said to the people, You men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Why are you staring at us as though by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? And on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man, whom you see and know, and the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health and complete wholeness in your presence. So repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, and return to God. Seek his purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, completely erased, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. So they gathered together continuously praising God, worshiping him, fellowshipping together and breaking bread. They continuously praised him and then miracles came forth. Then miracles came forth, then signs and wonders from heaven came forth because of the faith of the people and the power of the people. The God, the living God. When Miss Teresa came forth, it just, I couldn't not. God is calling each of us to obedience in him. He is calling us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else that we need will be added unto us. Everything else that is needed in this earth will be added unto us. We will be the leaders. We will stand on those mountains and we will proclaim what thus says the Lord and we will see God come and move in this earth in the ways that we see in this word. This is not a fairy tale. It's not a conglomeration of pretty stories. It is God telling us who we are. It is God showing us the authority and the power that we have the right to walk in and the responsibility to walk in. So my sisters and my brothers, when we come in on Sundays, let this not be the only times that we gather together and we worship and we praise and that we break bread. Let us come into our homes. Let us visit with one another and pray with one another that we may be healed. That we may be delivered and set free. Thank you, Lord. Check, check, there we go. Come on. Brother DJ, can we just sing this one song? You, you can sing whatever you want to sing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> go ahead.
Pastor TJ, I need to be obedient. I wish I would have earlier before you came up. Um, I had like not a vision, but just a thought in my head of just people gathered around in the church, just all together in huddles. Like each little huddle was just somebody needing something different. And I'm going to kind of call my husband out for just a second. And he'll talk to me about it later. Um, but most of you know, former military, he got hurt in war. A lot of, lot of wins of war. We deal with a lot. Um, and there's a I'm not a preacher, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a prophet, none of those things. I probably couldn't quote three scriptures to you. <laughs> but I sing. And in really, really some of the darkest times we've ever had, there's one thing that, that just was always done, whether it was huddled up in the bed, huddled up in the floor, in a dark corner, wherever we had to, to do it. So, um, I'm going to, can you come here, please? Um, there are so many people walking through so many dark things right now. We are as well. Um, mental torment is straight from the pit of hell. And today, I demand and I claim that it go back to whence it came. It doesn't matter what you're walking through. The devil will use your mind against you every single time. So if I can get through this without crying, um, I'm going to let you hold because I'm going to lay hands on my husband's head. just a minute. Thank you, Miss Rachel. Controls the winds and the waves. And when he says peace, be still. They have to obey. Because I know the peace 
speaker. Yes, I know him by name. It was such a lovely day. The sun was shining bright. A gentle wind was blowing my way and not a storm cloud inside but then suddenly without warning a storm surrounded my life but even in the storm i can feel his calm and here's the reason why i know the peace speaker i know him by name i know the peace speaker he controls the winds and the waves and when he says peace be still they have to obey and i know the peace speaker yes i know him by name bear with me there's never been another man with the power of this friend by simply saying peace be still he can calm the strongest wind and that's why i never worry when storm clouds come my way my way because even in the storm i can feel his calm and i can smile and say that i know the peace speaker i know him by name i know the peace speaker he controls the winds and all your waves and when he says peace be still they have to Cause I know the peace speaker. Yes, I know him by name. Take a break. <laughs> Go see somebody you ain't seen love on them for a second. We'll come right back.
Good morning. Good morning. Let's try it again. Good morning. You're, you're like, man, it's afternoon already. <laughs> so good. So good. I think I got monitors up here, Chuck. Do I have monitors? Make sure you turn those off, please. I can't stand hearing myself speak. Take your time. Take your look. This is family. This is like this is like dinner time. You just hang out until we we stop. That's so good. They're getting good though. They keep taking worship longer and longer. They think that means I'm going to finish up faster. <laughs> they don't even know me. But it's so good. So, well, welcome to Destiny. Come on, can we give a shout out to our online campus? Come on, we love you guys. We love you. We love you. Look, if you're if you're new here, I am DJ along with my wife Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church, and we love you guys. We really do. We love each and every one of you, and uh, we love your families, and we love the ones we don't even know. Um, but we love everybody. We're excited to see everybody this morning. Um, if you're new to our church or first time here, welcome. Um, uh, I can't promise you anything today. I, I I'm just we're just going with this. Uh, <laughs> please come back. Um, but uh, but honestly, fill out a, a Connect card for us. Let us know you were here. Uh, well, it's an opportunity to just let us know. Look, we'll get you one if you didn't get one. It came in with a bulletin. We would love to know you were here. We just want to actually, believe it or not, we just call out so we can pray for you, answer any questions about the church. Um, we're not going to hound you or anything, but I can't do that if you don't fill it out and just let us know. This way we can, we can do what we can do. So um, download our app. We have an app out there. Um, that'll get you all the information. You can scan that. They're all over the church. So scan it, download it. Um, that's where you're going to get all the information. You can go to our website, destinychurch.al. That'll be out there for you uh, to get a lot of information about the church. But um, we do a lot of things here throughout the week. So if you like prayer, come on out on Monday night. That's our foundation as a church. We pray. Uh, and we're going to continue to pray. So every single Monday night at 6, our prayer warriors, we get out here. And uh, if you've never tried it before, come on out. And this isn't like, I get to clarify this now. We don't circle up in a circle and pray for each other, right? We, we come out here and we just let the Holy Ghost move. And we just pray. And we walk around this building. We walk around this church. And we have worship music playing. And sometimes we have live music. And, um, and we're praying over our crosses. If you don't see the crosses on the side, above the crosses, one says prayer, one says miracle. So we have a prayer cross. If you have just the mustard seed of faith, go ahead and write your prayer on that. Nail it to that cross. Uh, and then guess what? When it, when it becomes the miracle, when it's answered for you, because look, any prayer that's answered is a miracle. So we all have different level miracles. And then I want you to put it, transfer it over to the miracle cross so we can celebrate those. So we can celebrate what Jesus is doing. So we can celebrate that in the house. Um, that's what that's for. So we pray over those every single Monday. And then we have our Tuesday at the table. That's our midweek service. So show up on Tuesdays. Uh, we don't have a Wednesday service because our Wednesday service, we turn all this into students and kids. So we have our children's ministries. Come on, our next generation is so important. So important. Uh, I just love our next generation. They were up here singing this morning. What do you think? Come on. Mm. Our worship team better watch out. Just saying. Throw them up here. We're going to worship. And uh, look, if we could just worship half as much as our kids worship, it'd be on. That's it. So we got to have faith like a child. And it starts there. So. Um, another big one is our Sunday prayer. So if you don't know, these doors open up really early. The worship team gets here, but we start praying at 8.30. So uh, Jeff is in here all the time, and then we try to walk this sanctuary while they're practicing. We're just praying over the sanctuary, praying over the parking lot, praying over the church. So if you're a prayer warrior, come on out and join us. We want you to pray with us, spend time with us. 
just get out here in the morning because if that's if that's what you're gifted with get out here let's do this and if if not you just won't come pray with us they don't even take a gift all it takes is a prayer so show up um we'll get you here uh one other thing that is uh, uh, kind of important, we talked about it last week, Habitat for Humanity. Um, uh, they are trying to build home or homes. I don't even know if it's how many. I don't know. Miss, but Miss, Miss Rhonda told me about it, so I'm, I'm just gathering the info. Um, but we do have applications and information here at the desk. This is for people that, that are interested in seeing if they qualify to have a home built for them. Okay, so if that's you, grab that information. If you know somebody, grab that information for them. Read up on it, do whatever. But they're doing interviews on the 30th of June, so we're running out of time. Okay, so, so get that. We've got to get that thing turned in. Make sure we get that turned in. Now, the help side will come. I'll come back to you later when we're going to build a house. This isn't for the building. This is for if, if you think you might qualify for that or you know somebody, uh, let's get that information and let's get it turned in so hopefully we can get you an interview uh, on the 30th. Uh, that's really important. And the last thing is, is, I'm sad to say, but today will be our last online service. I know, I hate that. That's what I said when I said it. Because it takes people to do that. And we have the same people volunteering for the last year and a half to run our production. And those individuals deserve an opportunity to see service. So I'm shutting down the live stream until we get people in our church that want to serve. I'm sorry, I got a father of the house too. I just can't, I just can't love on you all the time. I just got to tell you, we get to enjoy this. And the people that come in, it really doesn't affect you as much because you're like, we see it live. But there are people that can't be here. There are people that are traveling and stuff like that. But, so what I'm going to do is it's not going away. We're still going to record. We're going to hit record and, and we're going to let those people come in here. And, and that will be played two days, probably will be uploaded two days. So the service will be recorded so they can watch it at a later date. But I'm no longer going to put our people to the point where they're doing it every single week and they can't come in and sit with their family and enjoy a service. So until we get people in our church that want to do that, then that's going to be put on hold. Um, so I'm sorry if you're watching online. If you look and here, look, can I be honest? Can I just be honest today? Today's going to be an honest day. If you've just been hanging out at home because you have nothing else to do, but you don't want to come to church, then get to church because you're not going to watch it anymore. Okay? Because I'm telling you, look. I, there, there are, I understand the COVID. I understand the sickness and all that. But there are some people that got so used to saying we don't have to do anything on Sunday but wake up and turn on the TV and turn on the Internet and simply watch the service. And we don't even have to go to look at this. But what they're missing out on is what you just got today. There are too many people at home dealing with struggles and issues in their life. And they can't get healing from that because everybody that loves them is here. And they're not willing to come in here. So we're not going to do that anymore. It's on pause. It's on pause. If you want to volunteer for that, come talk to us. We'll get you trained up, but it's on pause from now on until till we release it. So, um, but yeah, you know, we were blessed with an online service right before COVID hit. It was a, it was a, it was a God thing. It really was. He put it on somebody's heart, and they were able to, to bless the church, and we were able to get everything installed and done. And this is back when before COVID even hit. And then next thing you know, it's like, shut your church down. And we're like, huh? And we're already, we got all our stuff set up already. That's how God works. So I believe right now he's going, are you stewarding what I gave you appropriately? And I'm like, we're trying. 
but I believe there's some people that aren't stewarding their time and their gifts to actually give back to what the church wants to do to reach people because we're reaching countries. Look, this isn't just people in Millbrook and Prattville and Montgomery. We reach people all over the world that watch it every single week. But unfortunately, they're not going to get it. They're going to get it a couple days late. So think about that. Maybe you got a little extra time. We get enough people, you might have to serve once a month. You know, and I don't think that's enough. But right now, we've got the same people serving every single week. And there's a lot of people that will just come in and receive and not serve. So guess what? Serving needs to come back into the church. Uh, that, that needs to be part of who we are. It gets easy to walk away from something and not come into it. I don't even know where I'm going. This was not part of the sermon. I might turn it into it right now. Well, come on. Oh, Father, touch me. Come on, Holy. Touch my lips right now. Mm, touch my heart. Let it be you, not me right now, Father. Mm, back up everything that, that wants to come out of my mouth, Father, and make sure it's you and just not my emotions and my thoughts. So, Father, bless this word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, man. So, wow. Uh, what a display of family. And I just I want to start there because that's who we are. If you're searching for a church and just some place to show up on a Sunday, this ain't it. Uh, you never heard a pastor say that. Like, this ain't it. If you're just looking to come on in and leave on out and, and get your plug in for the week and feel better about yourself, this ain't it. Okay, this is a family. Uh, this, this is a group of people that we love each other. We truly love each other. And we wrap our arms around people every single Sunday and every single Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Our doors are open almost every single day of the week. And we, and we love people here. And if you're sitting here, we love you. If you're watching, we love you too. Love to see you. Um, but, uh, but it's family. And, uh, as with every family, you know, we go through stuff. Um, and this last week, um, has been a trying time in our family. It really has. But what I've loved is that as I see a trying time in our family, I see our family explode with love because I mean, we've been talking about identity now for like, I don't know, two years. <laughs> we, we've, been, we've been saying who we are in Christ and who he made us and part of that was that we're going to start loving like him we were commanded to love like he loves us not like other people want to be loved not like you want to be loved he said you the new command is to love people the way I love you that's the new command so if we're going to do that it has to start spurring up and stirring up in your heart it's got to start with a foundation right and then it starts pouring out of you and when you get so filled with his love and who he is it just oozes out of you and all of a sudden everywhere you walk you slap somebody and all of a sudden they get touched with a little bit of love they hug you and they're like what just happened you just got loved on man it's love and there's a lot of people that have never felt that love okay but it's our job to take it to them but here's what i love in our family this is our family when i say family this is it like, like it's, it's, I know it's, it's a church, yes. It's a building, yes. Um, there's a lot of people that, yeah, we put it this way, it, uh, we couldn't, if I asked everybody to come in, they wouldn't fit in here, okay? Because we get random, you know, every other week we get different people. Um, but I'm telling you, you can't wrap your arms around family, but when we come together and we connect our arms, we can encircle the whole family. And we can do it with love. And that's what's been happening, okay? That's what's been happening this week, um, so if you, if, you, if you don't know, I'll just share it with you. Um, we, we had uh, Bubba Taylor. If you don't know Bubba, James Taylor. Um, 
I call him Bubba first, I guess, instead of James. Um, Ginger's husband, elders in the church, um, he was killed in a car accident uh, early Monday morning. 48 years old, but he loved. Like, I'm telling you, like, like, I can say it with a clear heart now because I loved him, he loved me, and he loved everybody in this church. That's how it was. He loved everybody in this church. He surely did. Miss Ginger's here and Jacob's here, and he loved you, and you know that. And I don't even need to repeat that to you because I've heard all the stories, and I'll share that at a later time. But I bring that up only because you need to know that as a family, we've been doing an amazing job. As a family, we need to continue to do an amazing job. Okay, we need to continue to wrap our arms around the people in our church, the people in our family. But we do good. We really do, and it's because we love each other. That's the difference. Like, this isn't just a place to come. It's a place to come get seated in a family, to get seated next to somebody you're going to call brother or sister. For some of it, it'll be a father and a mother. Because I believe in spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers in a church. I believe there's people that, 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 that you should allow to speak into your life. And you should receive it as that. But with Bubba, we, we, you know, we're, we're waiting. Uh, July 10th, we're going to have a, a memorial here on July 10th. We haven't picked a time yet. But July 10th, we will have a memorial here um, for him. And I encourage you all to, to, to come on out and love on the family. And continue to love on the family um, for what they're going through. Um, we're going to fellowship afterwards. So, look, we started a meal train. We had to shut it off because... Ginger's like, I only, I only have like one refrigerator. My neighbor gave me a refrigerator. And, and so, um, so we, keep, if you're on a meal train, keep giving. That's fine. But we, we cut it off at a certain date. But basically, if you still want to give food and that's it, we're going to do a fellowship here um, uh, after, after the, the memorial this way. So we're, and we plan on doing it in the children. We're going to pack it out and put it in the children's ministry. So plan on bringing some food for that so we can... We can, we can spend time together as a family because I believe that's important. Also, if you have a memory, um, we have a memory, we have a box out on the um, connection point right now. We're going to have a memory box out there. So if you want to write a memory, uh, start working on that on that day. Um, on the 10th, she's all, we're also going to have the box here. Um, Ginger just is, she, she's, she's overwhelmed with a lot of wonderful things right now. But for her to spend the time and read all those, if you had a memory of Bubba, write it down. Put it on a note so she has it as a keepsake and she can read it and we can, she can have that around. So um, if you want to start writing a note, do that throughout the week. Um, we, have a, we have a couple weeks till, till that date. So take some time and, and think of all the times Bubba touched your heart. And there's a, here's the thing. There's a lot of people in here who don't know Bubba because, well, you just started coming to the church. And, and that's okay because you're going to get to know his son and his wife and they're phenomenal. Um, and his legacy will last. His legacy has touched a lot of people. So, I'm ex- you know, that's just what he does. So um, we'll continue to, to pray about that. Um, and then on top of that, just so you know, Friday, um, Kevin and Crystal had to fly out to California because Crystal's brother had a stroke, and uh, he passed away on Friday. So our associate pastors are out there uh, with her family, uh, and they're going through it right now. So um, he was 44 and had multiple strokes and just didn't pull out. So... So I'm not saying this to put a downer move. What I'm saying is that we have a lot of family in our family that's in need of love and support and help, and, and we need to continue to do that. Why? Because you love them. That's it. And I can tell you as a pastor, um, this was not what I believed. You know, th- look, this, was, this was way outside my realm. I'm even thinking how I would even get up here. Um, but i got to be truthful with you. I love each and every one of you. 
I love everybody that's connected to you. And I, and, and I say it's a mistake, but I asked God, I said, when, when I took over as the pastor here, I said, Lord, let me feel what they feel. And you feel what they feel. doesn't matter how far separated they are, but when your family hurts, you hurt. And that's okay. It's okay. That's, that's a natural feeling, and that's what... That's where you need to go today. I need to understand that there's absolutely nothing wrong with weeping and crying. And there's nothing wrong with that and grieving. That is natural and that is normal. And don't try to suppress it. Don't try to hide it. That is what needs to happen. Okay? And, and that's what needs to happen as a family. We come together and we do that together. You know, and, and like I said, I've been... <laughs> and, and all the stuff, I'm not going to get into it because there are... I have a whole list. <laughs> I was kind of sharing this morning, but I have a whole list of this year alone of what we've been going through as a church and our church family with loss and um, with sicknesses and all that stuff and and man it keeps going and it it hits everybody from our apostle all the way down doesn't matter like I said nobody's exempt from this Um, we we, life is life is short and, and our goal is to love as much as we can while we're here okay and not to miss an opportunity to love on somebody you know, Brother Jim told me a long time ago, and he said that, you know, you, when God gives you a word to love on somebody, go love on them. And I was like, yeah. And I used to not do that. I'd be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, just walk up to somebody and be like, I love you. Because I used to be a tough guy. <laughs> I didn't always cry and weep and stuff. I used to be tough when I was in the military. I thought I was tough. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so now when he lays somebody on my heart, I call him, I pick up the phone, I hug him, I tell him I love him because I understand that might be the last time I could do that. Okay, so we, if, so you just need to understand this is real talk today. This is, this is what people go through because I, I would rather be the one that gets to say everything I want to say to somebody when I get a chance to say it than worry about not saying something that I, that I was supposed to say. Okay, so, so we just need to, that's just, just part of it. So, so we've dealt with a lot. Here's the good part. We're still standing. You understand? We, we've been through a whole bunch, and we're still standing here. And, and, and Holy Ghost wants to do so much in this family and in this house and, and what we want to do. And we're standing here because we are a family. We're standing here because we, we, we talk like a family. We walk like a family. We look like a family. We eat together like a family. Right? We argue like a family. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't deal with drama though, so if you bring that in, I'll just that like. But arguments are good. You, you know, you know when when you can start arguing with people, that means you got a true relationship. You know, we, I mean, we've been married twenty eight years, we've never argued yet. But when we argue, <laughs> baby, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm prayed up now. I'm good. But you know, you're in a relationship with somebody. When you can argue with them. So guess what? It's okay to come into a church and argue with people about certain things. But you're still family. You don't have the right to leave. You don't have the right to leave just because you don't like the way something in is your opinion's not right. And well, this, you know, I'm a <laughs> I don't even know why that popped in my head. I was gonna say something. If the seats aren't too far enough apart, and, and I know you weren't picking on that, but it popped in my head. Like like it's just one of these things where and and we don't deal with a lot of that which i'm so thankful that we have a family that that loves each other and we can walk through this but but just because we go through hard times doesn't give you a right to leave it doesn't give you it it means we love on each other even more because i'd say i I, you know when you're born into a family 
you're stuck with them. You, you can argue as much as you want. They're still family. You can't get rid of them. Like, you, can try to, you can try to erase your name off and change your name. It don't matter. The, the blood's still there. Okay, they're still family whether you like them or not. And I believe the same way should be with our church family. No matter what, we're family. And we're going to be there for each other and take care of each other. Um, man, it's all good. But that's what destiny is about. So I don't really think you can come here and choose not to be part of the family. Because cause it's that important. It's that important to our foundation, to our walk, to understand the love um, that, that comes with that. I think it's dangerous if you try to find a, a church family, but you don't want a family. Like I think it's dangerous if you try to call someplace a church, but you're not willing to, to, to go in and be honest and be, and be you know, true with people. I think that's what makes us a family. Is that it's okay to have a bad day, and it's okay to tell somebody you're struggling with something. It's okay. There is nothing wrong with that. Because we can't help if we don't know, right? So it's okay to, 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 to do that in a family. But you wouldn't do that in some place where you're just trying to fit in. Because then you think, if I tell somebody I'm messed up and I'm trying to fit in, I no longer fit in. That's not what family's about. Family's about coming in, be honest, let get loved on, and let's walk through this thing together, and let's, let's do life together, because that's what we're here to do. Um, so I'm proud of our family. I'm proud of the support we do what we do how we spend time together we can do better we really can you're like what do you mean I'm like, we can do better i mean i think this last uh small group semester we had uh, my wife and i afterwards said wow well, we were busy seven days a week <laughs> every day of the week we were with the family this family we had a small group we were at we were in church we were doing something but every single day of the week we were connected to people in the church there's nothing wrong with that other than the fact you got to save some time i mean i'm not saying you have to do that it's nice to have time with your spouse and uh and your kids and your family but i'm just saying that that, that it wasn't bad like we didn't come home every day and go man this is horrible life <laughs> what are we doing we're we're excited we got to celebrate with people and do life with people and cry with people and you know it's just it's it's that good. So if you've never experienced that in a church, dig in. Because that's only going to get amplified. That's what's going to happen. Um, God wants to amplify that in us. I believe it. it you know, we're, we've been talking about uh, love. We've been talking about identity. We've been talking about Abba, Father. You know, Abba really means daddy, but Father, Daddy. That, that's, we've been talking about all this stuff, and that's the love he's put inside of us. So we have the same love inside of us. Um, so when you start loving like that, you can't get away from it. Okay, and you can't stop it. Like, it's hard. Like, you, you, when you start walking in that love and you start walking around in that love, it's just, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't stop. And there's not a person, like, it changes how you look at every single person in your life. It changes. It changes how you look at everything when, when all you do is love. I mean, and when we embody that, when we do that as a church, it changes everything. It doesn't matter who walks through the door. It doesn't matter what they look like, where they come from. It doesn't matter when we leave these doors and we go out. It doesn't matter where we go. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. We just love people. And, and it makes everything so much easier. But the problem is the enemy wants to stop all that. That's what happens. That's why, that's why he's so powerful. Because what he sees is he sees a, a revolution coming, a, a, an Abba revolution coming of people that just are so fully, deeply in love with him 
that it spreads out, and that's the light that spreads out across the world, and it doesn't stop. That's what he sees. And he goes, how do I stop that? Like, we've tried everything. You know, the church has tried everything in history to get uh, uh, some kind of revival going that lasts longer than a certain period of time. But it always comes to an end because it's not about all that stuff. I mean, that stuff's great, but it's not about all that stuff. It's about his love. And when, and when, and when the light of his love shines through you, you can't stop it. And he doesn't know how to stop it. So he attacks. He attacks people like me. You know? And he doesn't realize that, well, I'm the wrong one to attack because I got a lot of family. <laughs> I got a lot of family that's going to stand beside me and come up and speak over me and love on me and encourage me. And that's because that's who we are. But you know what? There's a lot of pastors out there. They don't have that. There's a lot of pastors out there that quit. There's a lot of them that walk away because they, they can't take that. I don't have to carry it. See, that's the good part. I was, I've got so many people helping me. <laughs> It's so good. So, so I love that. But I still don't want to talk about any of this. I'm just going to, I know there's something in here. Um, before I get into all that, here's what I love. Our love is so deep that, that I want to share this with you because it's just a token of what we do as a church. That my son-in-law, he plays softball. If you know Neil, he's my son-in-law. He's, he's, he's a pretty decent softball player. And he travels and plays softball I know he sounds like a little kid. He's not. He's like 30. He, he's like a kid. He teaches PE for elementary school. So he's, you know, he's got the youngins, and he absolutely loves it. So he is like a kid at heart, but he coaches football and baseball, but he plays softball. And he said, hey, uh, he said, hey, Dad, uh, we're going down to Florida, and we're going to play softball um, in a bunch of prisons, part of a ministry. And he says, one, I said, I want to go. And he was like, well, come on. And he goes, are you serious? Because we want you to play. I said, I'd love to play. Uh, but then everything just kind of fell apart, and we didn't have a chance to do that. But they got to go down this weekend. Um, he's with a place, a ministry called Serving You Ministries and Sport Reach. And they went down, and they hit multiple, multiple prisons and played softball. Um, and he said it was all awesome. He put it on Facebook. I tried to share it on our Facebook so people could see it. Uh, but when he talked to me, I said, well, if I can't go, what do they need? And they said, all the ministries said, man, we need softball gloves. Like, they don't have softball gloves. So our church went out, and we purchased 12 brand-new softball gloves so they can go out and give them to the ministries so they could love on them a little bit, which was pretty cool. And then we gave them, you know, they have Bibles, and they have following Jesus books, and we just provide them all kinds of material, and they got to go in and pray for these guys and love on these guys. He said the worst, he goes, the best one was the last day because they've been playing competitive softball with these guys for a while. And, and on the last day, he said they went in, and these guys were a little rougher, a little more worn down. And he said, it's like they, and this is the words he used. He said, it's like they didn't have a father in their life to throw a ball with them. That's what he said. But so what they did is they went out, and they were kind of playing catch with them, and they gave them all the gloves, and they said, hey, they're yours, and let's play catch. And then all of a sudden, they started having fun. And all of a sudden, they started playing softball, and then they got to minister to him, and then they got to pray over him. And then, and then, you know, the Holy Spirit just starts showing up and wrecking people. Because guess what? He loves you. He doesn't matter where you are. Father loves you. He doesn't care what you're in, what you did, where you've been, what you've done. He doesn't care. He loves you. He's just waiting for your heart to open up to receive it. 
So we got to do this. So that was an exciting thing that got to happen this weekend where our church reaches out to other things and we just get to make a difference, y'all. Uh, but that's the love we share. And I know you're like, yeah, but we didn't. Yeah, you did because you gave. Okay, you gave to, 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 to outreach. And when you give, it goes to that. Like, like we go and we give to things that, that, that are in need. And that's just one of those that's going to keep on giving because it's going to provide them an opportunity to continue to, to do that where they're at. But, um, but anyway, I want to talk about you know, we started talking about pain, started talking about feelings, and y'all heard this before because we talked, you know, last year about the Beatitudes. We got into a big series, and, and, and these are verses you've heard, and, and I just want you to know that it's in the Bible, and you can read it, and you can get comfort there, and we can walk through these things, but I can tell you that Scripture is not the only thing that's going to bring comfort to people, okay? But Scripture helps. Scripture gives you a background scripture gives you something to fall back on in matthew 5 4 it says blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted and it talks about multiple kind of mourning it's not just just the 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 mourning of life but but it is so true it is so true that 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 that's what it brings it's it's a he's referring to to this uh mourning he's talking about to find it says to feel or show deep sorrow regret for about something so it's usually a loss of a loved one or loss of something in your life and it causes a deep mourning um, and I won't get into the Greek and all that. I like to do that, but that doesn't even matter right now. I want to talk about this natural mourning, this grief, grief over loss. Because it's real. You need to go through it. And as I was praying this week, I really had no clue what to talk about. Um, but it hit me because I, you know, um, and this isn't about me, but I can tell you this, is that I came in here and for four hours <laughs> Monday I was just saturated in worship and prayer because because it's a foundation I've put in my life and I said when times get tough I know one place I can turn to I know I can come and just kneel on my face and and surrender it to God and he's going to strengthen me up and he's going to give me the words and and he's going to carry me through and you know what he didn't give me anything and sometimes he won't but what he did is he put people in my life to come sit next to me. He put people in my life that uh, came up and, and hugged me. And then he started revealing it to me. And he said, you know what? Sometimes you just need to sit. Sometimes you just need to stand next to somebody. Sometimes you don't need to say a word. You just need to hug on them. Some, sometimes the best thing to do is just sit there. Be, be with them. Be around them. Show them that you're there. And, and that opens my eyes to a whole lot more because, you know, as a pastor, you always want to come in and go, okay, well, what's the best thing I can say to somebody? And sometimes the best thing is to just be quiet and hug them because we don't have answers. We don't. I can't tell you why things like that happen. I can't tell you why bad things happen to good people. I don't know, and I'm not going to try to make something up. And we don't need to sit around and try to figure it out. All we need to do is say, you know what, I'm loved. Bible says I'm loved. I can tell you that. Bible says I'm loved and he loves me. And therefore, I'm supposed to go love everybody else. <laughs> so I like my, and I'm a hugger. So if you don't know, that's who I am. So I'm going to get a hug no matter what. But I realize that the hugs, man, hugs heal. Hugs heal. That's what they do. Just loving on somebody. Heals. But here it says, blessed are those that mourn, for they will be comforted. I believe you're, you're comforted when you cry out to God. I believe sometimes it takes that brokenness. It takes that brokenness in your life to release and just say, I can, I, I'm just so broken. 
And he swoops in and he says, you know what, let me fill you up and put you back together and let me show you how much you're loved. You know, it doesn't, here's the thing. (laughs) It doesn't change your circumstance. You see, your circumstance is the same. What it changes is your perspective of the circumstance. What it changes the amount of of love you feel. What it changes is our emotions and and, and I'm just, but the circumstance doesn't change. So, you know, God says, I'm going to love you through it. That's what he says. I'm going to love you through it. You know, you wish you could wake up and it'd be all gone and be all different. But it's not, but he's still there. And he says, if you'll trust in me and let me guide you and lead you and come back to me, I'm going to steer you through this thing. And eventually, it'll get easier. And that's Okay. That's okay, because then what he does is he surrounds you with people like everybody in this room. <laughs> and every time you think that you're, you're having a hiccup, they come in and they raise your arms up. And they say, you know what? It's okay, because we got you. And it's okay. And the point is, is you need to understand that, and we need to accept that as a family that, that it's okay. Because sometimes it's going to be you that needs your arms lifted up, and sometimes it's going to be the people around you that need their arms lifted up. But as a family, we understand that. And as a family, we can come together and do that. And when you're focused on that, you understand that grief is real, then guess what? You don't hide it. Because I think a lot of us get caught up in the fact that we don't want anybody to see how bad it hurts. So we hide it. And we say, you know what? It's okay. And he says, you can hide it, but I'm telling you, it's so much better when you release it. So much better when you let it out. And you let other people know what you're going through so they can come in and and pray with you and walk with you. We're not taught that way. We're always taught to suck it up and be strong. We do that when we're kids, you know. My son used to fall, and I'd be like, get up, dust it off. He's like, but, Dad, my arm's hanging in a different way. Snap him back in. <laughs> you got two arms? What's your problem? That's what we teach him. You know, that's what, that's what we teach him is, oh, keep crying. I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> All right, been there, done that. Um, but here's the thing: Jesus comes to comfort you. He loves you that much. He wants to comfort you, and He's there. He's there if you'll let Him. And sometimes it takes you crying out to Him. You know that's why I think our foundation um, is so important. And we've been talking about a foundation. We've been talking about a foundation of love. A foundation. You know, when we talk about a spiritual foundation. It's so important. Because as we grow up and as we start building on that is as, you know, as we get this foundation of love of who he is and that father loves us and we're supposed to love other people and we start serving and we start going out and doing things, you know, something's going to happen that's going to hurt and it's going to trip you up and you're going to fall. But the foundation is so broad and wide that you land on it, that you land on the foundation. And guess what? When you're connected with family, what's cool is that sometimes my foundation might be bigger than yours. Yours might be bigger than mine. And if I trip up, guess what? I'm landing on your foundation. Either way, I'm landing on the same foundation of his love and who he is. See, that's why family is so important. If not, it, it, that foundation ends at some point. It'll end at some point, and you'll fall off the edge. But, man, when you surround yourself with people like family, like this, man, when you, when you trip up and roll and fall and something bad hits you in the face, and you go, you know what, I've lost it, and then you just land on somebody else's foundation. They go, hey, guess what, I'm here to lift your arms up. So it's going to be okay. So I don't see how you did, like, I always worried in the military when we retired from the military. I'm like, what do I do? You know, uh, 
I did know at that point, but before that point, you know, because we didn't go to church. You know, we didn't go to church. And I'm thinking, man, when I get out of the military, I'm so used to my military family being there for me every time something happens. I've got family. What, what do people on the outside do? Now my answer to that is, man, you get plugged into a church. You get a spiritual family. You get people that are going to pour in and love you. You know, you, you get around people that actually truly love you. And that becomes a foundation and a base camp for everything that goes on. And it picks you up, dusts you off, and keeps you moving in the right direction. Because here's the thing, if you don't do that, if, if you don't grieve the right way, if you don't fall back and allow yourself to fall, you know it's okay to fall? <laughs> it's okay to just lean back and say, I don't have it all together and I just need to fall as long as someone's there to catch you. Right? So, so that's good. And you've got to trust that. But here's the thing, what you can't trust are all the other things that are out there that you think you need to fall to that are going to give you the same relief. Because you see it, people get addicted to things, that alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, People try to find other ways to cope than, than to be around family. Why? Because they hold things in. And they say, I can't share that, or I'm just struggling with that. And I'm not just talking about a loss. I'm talking about anything. You might have lost something in your life. You might have been turned down for a job. You might have been disappointed in some way because you didn't get what you wanted, or somebody said something they didn't, they didn't want to say, or, or your parents left you, or whatever it might be. When you deal with that, you can either fall back on a family that loves you and get connected into a church that loves you, people that are going to be there for you, or you're going to fall back on something else. And it's going to try to, to numb you. It's going to try to do all that stuff. Okay, but it doesn't do what the Holy Spirit can do. You need to fall back on the right things. But it is okay to anger and all that stuff. You know, when you cope and, and we go through grieving and mourning, I'm just talking about this because I think it can help somebody this morning because there are some people in here that, that you're still struggling with this because you still haven't finished up that process. Um, you got to remember one there's a season there's a season to grieve and some seasons are longer than others you know i started thinking about sports this morning how some sports seasons are longer than others but there are some seasons longer than other seasons so so it's not grief is not a moment it's a season so when you think that okay i got that over with and i'm good it's a season and you're going to get poked again and there's going to be a memory again. There's going to be a jog of your memory again that's, that's going to, and it, that's why it's a season. It keeps going. Okay? And, and you need to remember that. Have that on your mind so you don't start thinking that you're just going to wake up and it's going to be perfect. I know this is not the, the, the sermon you want to hear on a Sunday morning. But I want to be real with you that, that, that he's with you the whole time. And he says, man, I can make it as good as you want it, right, if you surrender it to me. So you got to allow yourself time to grieve. And you got to allow yourself. So you got to be emotionally present to other people. That's how I want to say it. So in other words, you got to allow people to come in and, and pour into your emotions and speak over your emotions. And you got to be willing to let people do that. And that's hard. That's hard. Okay, that's why it's family. Because we let families come in and talk and do anything. But, man, if it's just somebody, your coworker or something, you're not going to tell them everything. But that's why you got to establish family and be connected somewhere where you can do that because that's important. you got to be vulnerable. You need to learn to receive. Because there's going to be a temptation in your life to lock yourself away and say, I can take care of all this on my own. 
and it'll just pass in time. It's not true. It's not true. Don't fall into that trap. What you're doing is putting yourself away from people that can pray for you and love on you and help you walk through this. Because we need each other. We call it grieving in community. And that's important. You can grieve in community. You can grieve with family. Uh, Jesus knew this. He has scripture for it. If you go to John 19, 26 through 27, it's kind of funny. Usually my sermons are all scripture, and today you're getting just a lot of talking. <laughs> but if you go to John 19, 26 through 27 from the Passion, this is Jesus. So when Jesus looked down and saw the disciple he loved standing with her, his mom, he said, Mother, look, John will be a son to you. Then he said, John, look, she will be a mother to you. And from that day on, John accepted Mary into his home as one of his own family. Jesus said, I, I've put people in your life that when you lose other people, you pick up other people. And it doesn't replace them. It doesn't. But you're part of a family. So it says you, you still have people that love you and, 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 and you still have an opportunity to move forward in life and continue to, to do what I want you to do and be comforted and have peace and have comfort. And yes, you're always going to have a memory and you're always, it doesn't take away that. But what he says is I've put people around you that I'm asking to become part of your life, part of your family, so they can come in and help support you. Because the more support we have through all our loss, man, the better it is. You know, I just... Yesterday, uh, I had to go look at a rental home, and uh, the fence was blown over. And I went back and looked at the fence, and there's one big support beam they got put in, and it got attached to it. But then I started looking at it, and as I walked down the fence, I started moving it, and I could see that, that other support beams never got resupported, but they were in the ground. And as I, as I pushed them, they got weaker and weaker and weaker. And I was like, oh, wow. But then I said, well, guess what? If we just put a couple more support beams in there and reconnect it, that fence is going to be brand new. Not brand new, because, you know, it's a fence. Same thing with your life. It's not going to be the same, but, man, it can be supported. And it can, it can operate in the same function, and, and all that stuff can come together. And, and if you let, God will push everything back together and, make, and solidify it and pour concrete in it and, and give it the same strength and the same structure it had before the damage came in. But you got to be willing to let go and say, okay, I need people to come in and support it. Okay. But Jesus knew that. That's why he wanted to make sure we knew that. He had to make sure before he left that, that he, you guys are family now. <laughs> like, do family stuff, you know. But that's how it is. Mm. You know, I talked about Sometimes the ministry you want to give people is simply your presence with those people. You know, and you see that simply in Job. It talks about that in Job, and I'm not going to go through the whole story, but Job loses everything. He's sitting there, and he's weeping, and his friends come, and for seven days, and they've tore their robes and their clothes, and they poured ashes on their heads, and for seven days, they just sat with him and didn't say a word. They realized they didn't need to say a word. It was time for him to mourn and grieve. And you just sat there. And sometimes, that's all it takes. Sometimes you just have to be present. You can find that in Job. Do your homework. But the last thing is, um, the biggest thing 
when you're when you're going through this stuff when you're grieving is to stay spiritually connected that's so important it's easy to let the anger and fear and all that stuff take over in your life but man it is so so easy to do that but man when you stay spiritually connected man what i mean by that is open to worship open to prayer man pick up the bible and read it surround yourself with people that love you and let them pour into you and speak into you and it'll break those chains it'll break them it'll bring you peace it'll bring you comfort (laughs) because his arms are always open he loves you father loves you and he's always there for you and a lot of times he's just waiting on you he's just waiting on you to open your arms up and say i'm ready to receive it um You know, in 2 Corinthians, I can probably stay there for the rest of the time. I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 11. Because we serve a God of comfort. And he says, I love you, and I want to bring comfort. I'm going to pick it up in verse 3. It says, all praises belong to God and Father of Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. For he is the father of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. Endless comfort. Never-ending comfort. And that's because we need never-ending comfort. And he says, well, I'll always be there. So, so you, know, it, you know, we had Father's Day. What was that? That was like last week. And so on Father's Day, you think, you know, some, some of us, we never had a father in our life. And you go, how can my father give me endless comfort when, when my, my, my biological father was never there? Well, here it is. He says, I will. I'll give you endless comfort. He always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. Right there's why. Why does he do it? Because if we're supposed to show love like, others, like he loved us, then guess what? We're going to show comfort the way he comforted us. And he says, I come along and comfort you. Why? So that you can go along and comfort other people that have already predestined to walk in the path. And you have already walked it out. You know what it feels like. You know, you, you know what they're going through. And he says, I'm going to put people in front of you that I'm going to need you to comfort because you're going to walk this thing out. And he goes, because I'm going to comfort you. He says, we can bring them the same comfort that God has poured out upon us. So we can do it. We can bring it to them. And just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own suffering, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us through our union with Christ. Hmm. This is this goes on. He's talking. This is, um, you know, Paul and Timothy talking to the church at Corinth. But in verse six, it says, "If troubles weigh us down, that just means that we will receive even more comfort to pass on to you for your deliverance." So here they're saying, look, they're going to walk into sorrows and suffering in their life. And their whole attitude now is, well, if it happens, then that just means we're going to be comforted more. Which means that now we can pour more comfort into you. That's a place you want to be. That's the place you want to be able to walk in. That's the place where you can say, you know what, I'm so in love with the Father and He's so in love with me. And I so understand that in my life that guess what? Whatever comes at me, comes at me. 
Yeah, I don't want it, but guess what? If it happens, it happens. And he's going to comfort me through it. And then I'm going to be able to take that and go apply that to the other people that need comfort. For the comfort poured into us empowers us to bring comfort to you. And with this comfort upholding you, you can endure victoriously the same suffering that we experience. Now our hope for you is unshakable because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, you also share in God's comforting strength. And that's good to know because as I look back and I, I see everything that's happened this year just in our church, and I see what people are going through, and now I get to look back and I see how people have handled it and how they're walking in it and how much comfort they've had through it. That gives me hope that when I fall into one of those and that happens and, and stuff happens in my life, that I, can, I know I'm going to share that same comfort, that the Father's going to love all me and give me the same love and comfort that they, they gave them. And that's so awesome to think in my life, that I, can, that I can operate that way and He can operate in my life that way. And this is kind of good. I'm going to pull this out because of this vision I saw this morning, what you drew down. And it's kind of awesome how God speaks through this. If you go to Habakkuk, you go to um, 3, 17 through 19. It's funny how he works this out. If you're flipping through your Bible, good luck. It's like three pages. You're not gonna be like you're not gonna offend me if you look in the front, figure out where it is, and open it up. It's good. You're good. If you got it on your phone, it's even easier. Makes you look so much smarter with a phone. But I'm gonna pick it up in verse 17, and it says, "Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls." What he's talking about is what he's saying is that when everything is falling apart and nothing's working in your life and nothing's happening right in your life and you're dealing with loss and you're dealing with suffering and you lost your job and you have no money, when things don't make sense because they're supposed to, right? He says, trust in God and rejoice in him. He says, don't let your circumstance outweigh your faith. But so he says this, he says, when nothing's right, go to verse 18, it says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. So you see it. His strength comes from who? The Lord. His strength comes from the Lord. But he has to make a choice. He says, I will. I'm going to make a choice. He goes, I will. He says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to choose to wake up every day and say, no matter what we're going through, no matter what's happening in my life, I choose to rejoice today, even though it doesn't look right. And he says, when you do that, it says, he'll make your feet like a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. And what he's saying is these are mountain deer, mountain goat. This is what he's talking about. In the heights, he's talking about mountains that are in front of you. See, we're always taught in church to just tell, tell him to move the mountain. He'll move it. But guess what? When he doesn't move the mountain, he's going to make your feet like the feet of the deer and the goat 
that can climb hilly cliffs. And he's going to strengthen your legs. Because guess what? When you watch them climb, they don't fall. And they're going up cliffs. And he says, that's what I'm going to do for you. When I can't move it, I'm going to give you the strength to climb over it. And when I saw that picture that you drew a picture this morning. She showed me a picture of a mountain and, and me climbing up a mountain carrying a box. And I'm like, well, come on, holy. Then I guess that's where you want to go. And say, guess what? I'm going to give you the strength to climb the mountain, to climb the heights. And that's what he wants to do with everybody in this room. So when you're struggling with something, trust in him. He might not move it out of the way. You're going to have to climb up it, which means you're going to have to stare at it in the face. You're going to have to walk up on it. It's not going to disappear but you're going to climb it. You're going to climb it. And you know what's nice is sometimes when you go over a mountain, you get to go down the mountain. Going down the mountain is a whole lot easier. Going down the mountain is like cruise control. But man, when you showed me that picture this morning, it just blew me away. He is our strength. I know today's like all over the place and choppy, but but I thank you. I thank you as a family for um, enduring this, for going through this. I thank you for always being there. I thank you guys for your love. I thank you for this family and everything you do. Everything. Because we love you all that much. And Father loves you. Remember your identity. You are his bride. He loves you. You are Hephzibah. His delight is in you. You got to remember that. You are Hephzibah. He loves you. No matter what's going on. No matter how bad you feel at a time. No matter what you're going through. No matter what hill you're climbing. He says, I love you. And if you'll let me, I'll strengthen you. I'll carry you. I'll push you. I'll even send people to hold your hands up. And it's going to help you worship. So I believe today's a day of healing in this place. It's a day to come in and get that comfort. It's a day to release that stuff. I believe there's people in here that, that, that there's things that happened in your life. And you haven't truly mourned that. You haven't let go. And you've been holding it. Something happened to you. It could have been in your family. It could have been... A spouse leaving you could have been something a spouse did for you or did to you. Could be the loss of a loved one. Could be anything from a loss of a job. Just disappointment. And what you did is instead of talking about it, you just bottled it up. And you threw it in a big old backpack and you threw it on your back and you said, I can keep going. Then you ran into the next speed bump and you picked those rocks up and you threw them in the backpack. Then you went to the next one and you threw them in the backpack. And pretty soon your backpack turns to a rucksack and it weighs 80 to 120 pounds. And you're like, why is it so hard to get out of bed in the morning? Why is it so hard to pray? Why is it so hard to worship? And he says, it's because you're holding on to everything I told you to give me. And everybody I put around you, you're not letting them come in and help lift you up. You're not helping them come in and, man, and help hold up the weight until you can talk about it and get relief. You're not letting me love you. That's what he's saying. 
But this morning, I think there's an opportunity for that because we're this is family, y'all. This should be a place you get to come to not only get loved on, but man, you get to love on people. And guess what? God's comforted us, all of us, through something in our life. And I believe He's going to put people around you that are going through those same things. Why? Because He wants you to love on them. He wants you to love on them. So this morning, I'm going to just open it up. I don't know what, um, if I got prayer partners in here, you guys can come forward. I'd love to have my prayer partners up here. Look, Kevin's not here, and he loves to receive offering. Look, you want to give, we're gonna, you, you can give at the end and as you're walking out the door. Um, and I'm not saying that because I don't, I don't honor that. I love that you give. I love that we have a church that, that gives and and I love that. So don't take that. When I say that you can just give, it doesn't mean that I don't honor the fact that you have a heart to give. I just know that we're a family and I don't have to talk about it every single Sunday to try to get you to give. We just give because it's part of worship. So don't take it the wrong way and don't get offended because we're family. And I just, I just do it because I know that if it's in your heart to give, you're going to give whether I ask you to give or not. So if you want to give, give. And you'll be able to do that at the door. Or you can give online. But either way, I just want to get that out of the way. Because I want us to, to, to wrap our arms around each other. I want us to spend some time in prayer this morning. I want to just worship a little bit. And I want, I want you to allow the Holy Ghost to come in and just wrap his arms around you and love on you. And I guess God is challenging me today because I don't have any prayer partners here. I don't know. That's okay. I'll be the prayer partner. I have no problem with that. Mm. don't miss this opportunity don't miss an opportunity to come up and let somebody love on you and pray over you and for some of you what that prayer is going to look like is that that man I'm longing for a father I'm longing for someone to call. I'm longing for someone to love me like that. I'm longing to give my heart to somebody like that. So for some of you, it'll be the first step and it'll just be surrendering that to him this morning. And they're going to do that up here. I'm not going to do that. But you want If that's your first step and say, you know what? I want to know what you know. I want to feel what you feel. Then, then you can come on up and we can do that up here. But I want this to be a time for you that no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what's happened in life, there's something you just need to get off your chest and we're going to love on you through it. So I want you to be able to come up here and know that, that, that there's family here and we want to love on you. So Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your comfort. We thank you for your peace. You are Je Jehovah Shalom. Oh, holy. We ask right now, Lord, you comfort us. You wrap your arms around us. Father, I ask you to touch each person in here that has that thought of something they need to get off their chest, something where they need family to wrap them up, something they've been holding on to for, for, for years. And they just need to be loved right now. So, Father, I ask you to, to, to have them stand to their feet. I ask you to have them walk up here and have the courage to be prayed over. Father, I just ask you to touch us this morning. Continue to work in this house. Continue to work in our hearts. 
Continue to teach us how to love like you, how to walk like you. Oh, Father, we just love you. Have your will, have your way in this place. Our answer is yes, Lord. You just show us which way. Father, we give it all to you this, this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We're going to go in. I don't know what you want to sing, Rachel, but if you can stand, we'll go into a time of worship. And if you have to leave, I understand you're not going to hurt our feelings. But if you want to stay, if you need prayer, don't miss out on this opportunity to come up here. Come on, we love you guys. I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a blessed week. And don't forget to be loved. the name